You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. Actors have only themselves to draw on. So make sure that your journey toward whatever it is that you want to reach, make sure that it's rich. Today, we're taking a look back at my 2021 interview with one of the most respected and adored members of the Hollywood community, Jennifer Garner. Over the years, we've seen Jen traverse nearly every genre, from Alias to Dallas Buyers Club to 13 Going on 30, which will celebrate its 20th anniversary in April. You may have caught her most recent Netflix appearance this past April in Family Switch, which she stars in alongside Ed Helms. In this interview, I talk with Jen about her career, the genius that is her Instagram, how she stayed grounded amid paparazzi madness, and her passion for causes and projects far beyond Hollywood. Jen Garner, it's awesome to see you on this Monday and to talk to you. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to see you, Krista. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am a devotee to your gram, as they say. Whether it's the pretend cooking show or the dance videos I watch on repeat and just think to myself, where did she find these? So could you talk to me a little bit about Instagram and opening up like as you do? Because I know you went kicking and screaming into Mm -hmm. doing social media because obviously, you know, your relationship with the world is so public as it is with with paparazzi and every minute of your day uh, can be photographed. But can you just talk a little bit about how that relationship has evolved with social media for Jen Garner? Oh, I went in kicking and screaming. I, I, I cried. I was really a baby about it. Um, but I was so excited to start Once Upon a Farm as a co-founder. And that was an integral piece of being one of the co-founders of that company that it it was just like, well, if this is what it's going to take, then we're going to figure it out. But I have to do it on my terms. So when at first they said, the ideal is you post every day, you do several stories, you post maybe two times a day, I completely fell apart. Or the idea is you do this, you do that. I just said, I can't, I have to do this for me. And that means that it has to be authentic to me. I'm not hiring a company to do it. It has to be, um, you know, and so sweet Mo, who's worked for me for eight years now, um, she, God bless her. She just, I I just said, guess what? You do Instagram. (laughs) She was like a kick-ass assistant. And I said, okay, I know you have a film degree and now this is what you do. Um, So we do it together. And by the way, she still does all my assistant stuff. My kids call her my nanny. Um, And so she shoots it and cuts it and we sit together and do the final cut and she's great with music. And um, we send each other stuff back and forth and we post, sometimes we'll go a week without just because sometimes we'll do one every day. So it's, it's really just based on what we can get done, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is all about um, our combined sense of humor and our combined quirky eye and, um, and about being a mom and about my experience in the world without uh, without my kids, even though I think sometimes they it makes them mad. <laughs> does it make they, them mad that they're not in it and yeah. celebrated in it? Or does it make, oh, it does. Okay. A little bit. I think they wouldn't mind. You know, they're cute. They're like, it would be so easy. They're just adorable and hilarious. I would, I would love it. But I kind of made this stand when we 
fought the paparazzi and um, and fought for that bill. And so it feels it just for me feels hypocritical to go backwards. Mm-hmm. And how, how has the paparazzi been of late for you? I had them all day yesterday, but I only had a couple. I mean, it used to be 15 or 20. So I can, you know, I, I wish no paparazzi is 20 billion times better than one. But it's still I can move around the world without being an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And have you have you stopped even thinking? I mean, obviously you clocked that there were two, but at this point you just do you almost not even notice it? They know that you always notice it, unfortunately. But I they do, you know, they will I won't go on a walk as much. If I if I peek out and see them, I kind of will stay inside. But you know what? It's so just it's so not a problem compared to what happens in the world that it's like, ugh. I'm just grateful to I'm grateful for the law, for Halle Berry getting that passed and, you know, pushing that through. And I'm really just grateful to the magazines for showing the kids so much less. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Makes a huge difference. It really does, because we just don't know how that's going to affect the kids. We just, you know, how that affects their um, their life and and growing up with like the end results. I remember talking to Hallie about that at one point, and she was just saying like, you know, her daughter, her young daughter, was like looking for the cameras when she was little because it's all she'd ever known, and like what what's the end game of that? So no, that's still kudos to that. I forget that it's been a while now since that law passed. So. I don't think people really realize that. Um, all right, let's talk about Once Upon a Farm since you brought brought it up. This um, I love this, right? Obviously, it stems from you, and it stems from your mom, and it stems from the family farm in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. it feels like it completely ties in uh, laterally to what you do with Save the Children mm-hmm. and who you mm-hmm. are as a human. And as much as I love seeing you in a red carpet dress, I love seeing you in overalls. <laughs> I love Farmer Jen and overalls and and that like the 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 mud and the boots. <laughs> I love the tractor Jen and it, that feels to me like that's Jen right there. Like you could do the other stuff really well too, but that's really who who you are. How wrong am I or am I kind of right? You are 100% right. It's kind of hilarious that I can clean up and put on a dress because you know all I would wear it in elementary school were overalls to the point that my mom just had to, she just made pair after pair. I had a green pair, a yellow pair, denim, Oshkosh Bagash. And um, all my dresses were, were overall pinafore dresses. I just like how many pockets there are. I like how easy they are. And I still, um, uh, my first, one of my first headshots, I was wearing gingham overalls. And I remember Nicole having to deal with this like early, early on and wait 21 years ago and just being like, can we get rid of this? And I was like, well, I don't know. Um, but yes, I am, I am so happy to have my hands in the dirt. I'm so happy to watch things grow. I was just outside checking on um, my clementines right now and it's just an incredible thing, by the way, just the fact that, you know, you have a seed and suddenly you have fruit or a vegetable. Um, I'll never get over it. So what are the goals for you? Because I know, you know, you have to learn the business of business and it's one thing to have an idea, but success is always in the execution, right? And the measure of that success. So for you, uh, a multitasker, obviously, extraordinaire. I mean, we can look to how many things you're able to juggle and the how you're able to compartmentalize and time manage and all that stuff is super admirable. Uh, and I learned that from you. 
But for you, what does success look like for you with with this venture? Well, success looks for me like my 15-year-old reaching for her third pouch in a day because there's no sugar added and because it's tasty and she can have it, you know, between classes. Success looks for me to me like um, moms trusting our brand for their infant, for their toddler, for their kids, because they know that we are pure, that we don't have, have heavy metals, because they know that we're plant-based, because they know that there is nothing in our pouch that is a puree or, or a concentrate, that we are straight, you know, straight fruits, veggies, seeds, coconut milk, whatever it is, ground up, flax seeds, hemp seeds, you know, all, spirulina, all the good stuff. And and, you know, um, cold pressed so that it stays safe for their kids. And, but what I love is that it's a whole new team to be a part of. Obviously, I don't know any, I never took a business class in college. I was a BFA. I don't know anything. I just learned in the spreadsheet that when there's parentheses around something, that means it's a minus. I had no idea. Um, I, I think it like net versus gross. I mean, it's ridiculous how, how ignorant I am really. And I'm making my kids take business. Um, but I'm part of a team. Again, it's like just being one of many producers and everyone has their part to play. And John Forker's our CEO and he's just, he's incredible. And Cassandra Curtis is out there doing her magic in the kitchen and lets me participate. It's just so much, it's, it's so fun to watch the brands. We're in a moment where it's really taking hold and where families are just depending on us in such a big fat way. And, um, and the only way to go is is up. And that just starts at infancy. It's so it's it's great, but it goes all the way up now. I mean, for me, it's so important to age up because I have big kids and I still have lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. And is your family involved in it as well, the extended family? My uncle Robert and my aunt Janet run the family farm, which is a supplier, this little farm where my mom grew up really poor in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, like really poor with my uncle Robert and a passel of kids. Um, And that farm never grew anything besides some pecan trees. And, you know, they would have chickens and a couple of cows and they would have a big garden that um, my grandma Violet would can from and feed them from. And they were really happy there, but it's never been a working farm. And when I started Once Upon a Farm, I said, you know, it's funny. I actually have this untouched family farm. I mean, it's certainly organic. Nothing's touched the soil. And the next thing you know, I said to Uncle Robert, who was just retiring as 40 years as being a plumber. And I said, can you, do you think you could be a biodynamic farmer? Would you like that? And then he said, well, I know how to irrigate. And so he's this amazing, you know, he's out there working in the fields all day, every day this year, we're going to grow pumpkins. Um, And then I get to make up a special, a special like flavor or whatever, just from the farm. And it's just kind of heaven. How long ago did you start this? 2018. Wow. That's a lot in, in three years. That's huge. And that's sweet. so exciting. Really that's exciting. So... Thank you. Thanks for asking about it. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, that's amazing. Um, all right. So businesswoman, producer, actress, mom, obviously the mom stuff changes as your kids get older. And I did notice that you're one, you're on another Netflix movie because you were in, I saw you posting about it with Mark Ruffalo. You're 13 mm-hmm. going on 30 uh, co-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing, you just came back obviously from filming that. How was that to be away from Los Angeles, away from the kids for the first time in a long time, right? You were gone almost a month. 
I was gone almost a month and it's the longest I've been away from my kids times four or five. I've never, I've always been really kind of, I'll leave for four days, maybe five occasionally, a couple of times, but I really try to keep it to four and I'm happy to get on, you know, I'm happy to get on a plane um, to see them no matter what, even for a couple hours. But this is just what it is. And I could not, I just said to them, guys, I can't even feel badly about it because people are going through a lot to work during COVID. Nothing has been asked of us. It's been hard. This is it. And this is what it takes. And it's my job and I have to do it. And I'm so confident in you. I'm confident in our relationship. I know we'll be okay. And lucky for me, Ben was home. So they had that time with their dad, which that kind of extended time, I think he really reveled in and um, I know they loved. So it was, um, it was a win-win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, what are you thinking about for, you know, the next phase of your career or continuing that? Because it's kind of amazing. You know, you look, um, you look at the scope and the arc of your career career and you really are a unicorn. I mean, you were the hot it girl. I remember shooting you as the next Cindy Crawford with her Brits uh, on the beach and it was in the middle of alias and it was the first time uh welcome to la i saw like food delivery because you were having to work out and like whether it was like lose weight or be in peak shape because it was so physical a performance. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. I, I certainly remember it very vividly because yeah. that was my Yeah, I do. Sunfair. Yes. So I was like, wow, you get food <laughs> delivered and you've got to be up at five in the morning. It was just it was so intense. But that that was part that's been part of your journey. The glamour girl's been part of your journey. The, you know, number one on the call sheet, action star, femme fatale has been part of your journey. Mom, pregnancy being the answer to all things female. You know, you have an incredible ability to relate to people. Um, and it's not imagined. It's very, very real. So, like, how do you see all of that evolving, you know, in this in this next third of our lives, I guess I would say, if we're going to divvy it up? Well, gosh, our next third. Um, I guess, I mean, the piece that you said about once upon a farm now being a direct contributor to save the children and, and it all kind of, it's all of a piece. And I feel like that's kind of how anything that comes in has to feel. Um, it all has to go together. I, I can do tangential things, but it has to feel like it suits, it suits me. So I'm thinking of playing somebody dark next because I do, I do like what an action role asks of me. Just there's something like a sicko thing in me that, that likes that hard work and likes that kind of playing a scene all the way out so fully that you are, you have to kill someone, you know, um, I do, I just, I like that expression of, of our job. Um, and I, but it all has to kind of, you know, even if I dial that stuff up for a while, then the next thing you know, I'll really crank up Once Upon a Farm and, and save the children. So I kind of toggle between those three things. The next thing I'm going to do also, um, I don't know what what's going to happen in what order, but I have another family film for Netflix based on a different Amy Krauss Rosenthal book with the same, almost the same production, the producing team that we've had a blast 
um, developing with Victoria Strauss. And it's a body switching movie with the whole family. And it's just kind of hilarious. And I, it makes me laugh out loud. I hope we get to do it. I hope it all happens this summer. Now, do your kids want to be in any of your movies? Do they ask to be? Do you think you've got an actor in, the, in, in any of them? I could very easily have one or two actors. I'd be surprised if I had all three, and I'd be surprised if I have none. Um, <laughs> I know that, I, luckily, I don't think they'll hear this, so I can say that, um, that I have a feeling that there's one in there. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure there could be two, but there, no, they know, um, you know, Ben was a child actor mm-hmm. and they just, his experience is so specific and they know that the two of us are totally aligned mm-hmm. and they will be in school. Boring, boring. <laughs> I was just going to say aligned in, right? Because I remember Ben did like a soap opera, right? When he was a teenager, which is how And he before has that-, that, he did um, he did this thing called Voyage of a Mimi that was half science documentary and half drama. And he was the lead. And it, when he starting when he was eight, it was, I think it was on PBS and he just worked his little tail off. <laughs> and um, anyway, I, I just think our kids will probably just be in boring old school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. For now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I always ask this question and I and I really want to dig deep on it for you because with you and I ask this to any, anybody I talk to and it, it always centers around advice and learnings that you have um, to pass to pass the baton. And I always feel, especially as women, we, we owe it to the next generation mm-hmm. and the generation and so on and so on to pass to pass the baton on. And for someone that's had such a unique career from being as relevant in, in different ways, but equally as important from when you were, you know, 25 to 45 is, is a unique thing to maintain and to still have a seat at the table and to still have, you know, the ability to be able to produce and the ability to start something like a whole other project outside of acting, like the, the farming and the organic foods. One, what has kept you grounded? And two, what advice do you have for, another young woman coming out of West Virginia or coming out of Oklahoma or coming from somewhere that isn't within the LA ecosystem that's grown up and around Hollywood or let's say New York and Broadway or kind of Mm -hmm. understands the easy steps towards, towards making a career in the arts. Well, what keeps me grounded? I've thought about this a lot lately, so I have an answer. Um, I have a pretty firm grasp on the element nobody likes to think about because I think it it almost undermines your own hard work or talent or whatever, which is my luck. I have a pretty firm grasp on my luck. And that keeps me grateful. It keeps me pretty humble. It keeps me um, just like enjoying it because your luck can change. But um, whatever got me from Charleston, West Virginia, to my first job, a lot of things had to go my way, starting with the zip code I was born in, in Charleston, and the the parents that I was born to with college educations, and what that meant, that you just, you know, it's this thing I say would save the children, it, that I heard somebody say and ripped, so I didn't make this up, but 
every born, every baby is born with the same brains, the same opportunity, the same future in front of them until they leave the hospital and then everything changes. So right there, like luck is heading and it has happened for you if you're even listening to this podcast. Um, and what advice I would have is follow the fun. I mean, if it's so fun for you to be around a stage that you don't mind scrubbing the toilets just to have a bit part, that you don't mind, you know, um, if you if you just love being around film so much that you don't mind cleaning up after the editors, keep following that and have fully focus on where you are. But if something else comes up that's an opportunity, follow it. Just take it. But wherever you are, work so hard and so fully on that instead of annoying everyone with, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this. Just like be here and you'll create the next opportunity for yourself. That's my, that's my mm-hmm. belief. That's good. Advice. I also, can I say one more thing about it though? I also yeah, think more and more that as actors have, have only themselves to draw on. So make sure that your journey toward whatever it is that you, you know, you want to reach, make sure that it's rich. Don't give up on actually living. Don't just feel like you're waiting for X, Y, or Z. I mean, when I was first living in New York, I one of my best friends is Jean Louisa Kelly, who's an actress from like Mr. Holland Opus and all kinds of things. And she and I were both struggling at the same time. And when one of us would not be working and the other one, would, we would always say, don't forget to read a book. What museums have you been to? What have you seen? What theater have you seen? Like, what what adventures have you gone on? Like you have to, you need input to create output. It's true. You have to live. I mean, a lot of people say that you have to live to learn. And at a certain point, you're right about the zip code. And I feel also, you know, watching this business from afar, inside and outside of it. It's also once you get that opportunity, you make your own luck too. you know, Mm -hmm. how you present yourself on a set, how what happens when those when those opportunities actually happen, how you present is so important as well. You know, and I think that's one of the things that's so special about you is like, you're still have such close relationships from the people from Felicity to uh, Alias to all your, you know, your movies, even you and Mark from 13 going on 30 and your relationships with your team. There's such like loyalty and consistency of vision and what you want to be in the world, I think is also a really important element because it's like part of it is making it, making it till you actually get a SAG card, right? That catch 22. How can I do the role if I don't have a card? But once you get that card and once you're in it, like how do you, how do you maintain that sense of self and and who you are and what you want, you know, what you want out of this career? So I would say it's two. Um, And then my last question is, are we ever going to get to see um, Sydney again? I mean, everybody's like doing all kinds of reboots and I don't know. I love you in a lot of wigs. I'm like so into it. Like, Anything, Wouldn't Sydney anything be badass do? in her 50s? Yes. Anything yeah. I can do, like what can I do to help make this happen? Because I really want it and I think we need it. First of all, it makes me laugh to hear you call yourself um, looking from the outside when you are the actual center that I feel like everything revolves around. But okay. Um, yeah, this is a question for J.J. Abrams. And uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to leave it there. I think he has plenty of things on his plate, but if he, 
if he, I just can't think of anything more fun. I mean, gosh, just to be together for dinner. Somebody needs to call the alias casting crew and like say, we need you guys to do a reunion X, Y, Z so that we can just force our, just be together. Like yeah. Carl, Carl Lumley. I need some Carl Lumley. He yeah, was my partner. Everyone's still around. Everyone's still like viable and working. I'm going to start a campaign. I'm going to start like a groundswell, I think. And I may or may not have JJ's number. So, but uh, I'm going to work on it. I think it's great. It's so awesome to see you, Jen. It's like. It's so good to see you. I'm sorry that I didn't make myself more presentable, that I came straight from a workout. I was so excited to see you that I just thought, oh, it'll be great. And then I, you look all beautiful. But anyone seeing this in real life, you understand, you know. We all understand. I like that you're giving yourself a whole other like hairdo. Yeah. It's called glam when you have to be. (laughs) All right. Until I can see you in person and we can have a Paloma uh, martini. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. All right. I'll see you later. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueUE.com. 